ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय We are reading from Shrimad Bhagavatam, Canto 5, Chapter 18, entitled "The Residence of Jambudvipa of Prayers," Verse Number 36. Yes, yes, Swarupam Kavayo Vipashchito. Yes, yes, Swarupam Kavayo Vipashchito. Guneshudarishivajadavedasam. मतनंदी मतना मनसाद वृक्षव गूढ़ क्रिया गूढ़ क्रियामयीरितात्मने यवयो विपश्चि गुणेशु दारुशिवेदी मधना मनसाद वृक्षव गूढ़ क्रियामयीरियतात्मने कवयो गुणेशु मधनंदी मथना मनसाद दृक्षव गूढ़ क्रियामयीरितात्मने ट्रांसलेशन फॉर्म द ग्रेटली लर्नड सेजेस एक्सपर्ट इन एसरटेनिंग द एब्सल्यूट ट्रूथ गुणेशु इन द मेटीरियल मैनिफेस्टेशन कॉन्सिस्टिंग ऑफ द थ्री मोड्स ऑफ नेचर Darushu, inward. Iva, like. Jata, manifested. Vedasam, fire. Madhnanti, still. Madhna, with a piece of wood, used for producing fire. Manasa, by the mind. Vidrakshavaha. Who are inquisitive? Gudham, hidden. Kriya arthaihi by fruitive activities and their results. Namaha, respectful obeisances. Irita atmane unto the Lord who is manifested. Translation. by manipulating 
a fire generating stick great saints and sages can bring forth the fire lying dormant within wood in the same way o lord those expert in understanding the absolute truth try to see you in everything even in their own bodies yet you remain concealed you are not to be understood by indirect process <coughs> involving mental or physical activities because you are self manifested only when you see that a person is wholeheartedly engaged in searching for you do you reveal yourself therefore i offer my respectful obeisances unto you purport by histon grace se bhaktivinoda swami shila prabhupada shila prabhupada ki jai the word kriyarthaihi means by performing ritualistic ceremonies to satisfy the demigods the word vipachitah is explained in the taittiriya upanishad as follows satyam jnanam anandam brahma yo veda nihitam guhayam parame vyoma so ashnude sarvan kaman sah brahmana vipachiteti as krishna states in bhagavad gita 719 bahunam janmanamante jnanavan maam prabadyate after many births and deaths he who is actually knowledge surrenders unto me when one understands that the lord is situated in everyone's heart and actually see the lord present everywhere he has perfect knowledge the word jata vedah means the fire which is produced by rubbing wood in vedic times learned sages could bring forth fire from wood jata vedah also indicate the fire in the stomach which digests everything we eat and which produces an appetite the word gudha is explained in shweta shwetara upanishad eko deva sarva bhudeshu gudha the supreme personality of god is understood by chanting vedic mantras sarva vyapi sarva bhudandar atma he is all pervading and he is within the heart of living entities karma adhyaksha sarva bhuda adhivasah he witnesses all activities of the living entity sakshat cheta kevalo nirguna scha the supreme lord is witness as well as a living force yet he is transcendental to all material qualities om jnana timirandhasya jnananjana shalakaya chakshu unmilitam yena tasmai shri gurave namaha श्री चैतन्यमनोभीष्टिताधान्यूतमूतमूतमूतमूतमूतमूतमूतमूतमूतमूतमूतमूतमूतमूतमूतमूतमूतमूतमूतमूतमूतमूतमूतमूतमूतमूत
श्रीमते भक्तिवेदांत स्वामी नामिने नमस्ते सारस्वते देवे गौरवाणी प्रचारिणे निर्विशेष शून्यवादी पाश्चात्य देश तारिणे जय श्री कृष्णा चैतन्य प्रभु नित्यानंद श्री अद्वैत गदाधा श्रीवासादि गौर भक्त वृंद हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे भूतैर्महाधर्यमापुरो विभू निर्माय शेषे यथूष पुरुष भुंक्ते गुणाषोडशोडशात्मक सोलंकृषिष्ट भगवान वचांसी मे हरे कृष्णा here we are at the 36 verse of the 18 chapter where the residents of jambudeep are continuing their prayers unto supreme lord in various forms so in each varsha there are respective residents and there are respective worshipable lordships in this whole canto is speaking about sthanam or the planetary system the existence of different living entities within the planetary system and there is a purpose behind presenting these planetary systems or the entire cosmos it is not really to study the vedic cosmology okay it, it can be part of it but that is not the real purpose bhagavatam is not really presenting the cosmology as it is rather it is showing the length and breadth and the size of this entire universe and showing that the supreme lord is being worshiped everywhere so please don't think that it is something that we are preaching and recommending and sharing here in the sage of kali in this bhukhanda so we are only in bhukhanda we are not we are just part of the bhumandala in bhumandala there are seven islands dwipas and in the middle one is the jambudwipa and there are nine varshas in the southern most varsha is our bharata varsha and in this bharata varsha there is bhuganda the bhuganda bharata ganda that's where we are situated so we are only at a tiny portion of the cosmos and don't feel ourselves to be isolated or alienated from the rest of the universe and consider that we have nothing to do with worship of the supreme lord or we are minority in terms of the devotees that is not the case we are not minority we are actually majority even though in this particular scenario it may look like we are minorities how many people do know about krishna or vishnu not many but as god the lord is more well aware however the point is even by the name vishnu and krishna he is well known throughout the universe so this is establishing that fact showing the the entire universe a glimpse of the entire universe so that's why the sthanam is important to shows us that the living entities everywhere are worshiping the supreme person of godhead in his various forms so here we have very interesting personality who is bhudevi bhudevi is a great personality 
she is carrying all of us if you try to understand the personality of bhumi devi bhudevi you will be amazed she is one of the principal potencies of the supreme lord in her constitutional position so the lord has multifarious potencies and in which there are principal potencies and bhu shakti is one of the principal potencies of the supreme lord and indeed she has very intimate relationship with the supreme lord not only in this form as bhutevi and her connection to varahadev otherwise in her original position also she is intimately connected to the lord being the consort of the lord so that bhu shakti is satyabhama in dwaraka pasta is the same shakti the eternal consort of the lord the same shakti has manifested as kubja again in madhura pastime right as krishna enters madhura we know the pastime of kubja so the same bhu shakti has taken the form of kubja and enacted that pastime if you go to vishnu temples especially in south india if you go to sri rangam or if you go to uh, balaji temple when you see lord vishnu with his consorts on the right and left sides they are shri devi and bhu devi so it is very common commonly vishnu is been worshiped along with his consort shri devi and bhu devi so eternal consort of the lord so she is now reciting these prayers in uttara kuruvarsha which is the northernmost region of jambudvip so she has such an intimate connection to the lord and she has expanded here and appearing in in her personal form in uttara kuruvarsha top of the jambudvip she also has existence in this material universe in the layers of the universe because this universe is like a shell anda right so in the first layer of this entire universe is the layer of earth first one is earth last one is the false ego from from here we come top okay false ego <laughs> from if we take this direction first layer is that of the earth so in the earthly layer bhudevi is sitting there and she is worshiping varahadev so she is not just inside in the middle of the universe in bhumandala in the middle of the that is jambudvip and there in uttarakurva varsha she is worshiping varahadev but even in the universal layer that is her position within this universe there she is worshiping varahadev so this is witnessed by gopakumar in his upward journey all the way to golagurudavan so he saw oh he saw bhudevi sitting there and worshiping varahadev and there earth is the repository of what quality what tanmatra or what sense object in your know smell so eh what is it ultimately in one sense but primarily earth earth has smell earth has smell so 
when it comes to earth, the, the final manifestation, the special quality of earth is smell. Special quality, of course. Uh, anything from the previous it can carry as it, as it progresses, that's different. And the final product is earth. The grossest element is earth. So the special quality is fragrance. And if one goes to the earth layer, one will be captivated by all different kinds of fragrances. It's not like going to a, uh, in a shop where all the fragrances are being sold or you know, you, you go to all the scented oils, you go, you go to Dham, you go to the shop for the Lord to buy all the scented oil where you smell all different things. So it is much, much, much infinitely more varieties of fragrances are present in earth. And that is a captivation of the earth layer. In one sense, if one get caught up in this earth layer, one is primarily captivated by the sense of smell. It's very powerful. So there, of course, Bhumidevi is not interested in this opulence. It's her opulence. She's not interested in that so much. Rather, she's worshipping the Supreme Lord. And here, we can see in, in the Uttarakuru worship, Bhudevi is worshipping the Lord in the form of Varaha because she has such an intimate connection to Varahadev. Because she was in great trouble. Being present in the Garbhodaka ocean and Varahadev mercifully went inside, went to the all the way to the bottom and with his tusk lifted her up and brought and placed her at the right orbit, at the right place. So this is done by Varahadev. So such an intimate connection. And that's why it is, uh, it's quite interesting to know that uh, the Lord appeared first in the Shvedavaraha Kalpa. So Shvedavaraha Kalpa, the Kalpa in itself is known as Shvedavaraha. We can read in the beginning of third canto. First Kalpa that mentioned Shvedavaraha Kalpa is mentioned where the Boar incarnation in the white form appeared and then he brought the Lord back to the right place. So that is the Shvetavaraha. Why it happened? Because there was a partial inundation of the universe. The earth was submerged. Because of that inundation, the earth was out of place. So that is the first time Varahadev appeared in the white form. Then later, in the same chapter itself, we can hear about the Raktavaraha, who came in the reddish complexion. And so then that is the time he fought with Hiranyaksha and killed Hiranyaksha. So in that way, in the third canto of Bhagavatam, we can hear the account of both Varahadevs. So in either case, Bhumidevi is very much connected to Varahadev. So that brings to today's verse, where Bhumidevi is continuing her, pray, her prayer to Varahadev. So first, it is mentioned where the Lord is situated. And how and what is the process by which one can understand the Lord? So in today's class, we will discuss further about where the Lord is placed and how to worship the Lord or how to perceive the Lord. These are the two themes we are going to discuss. One is where the Lord is situated and how to perceive the Supreme Lord. And when we look into these two points, it's quite interesting. 
The first one, Srila Prabhupada comments in the purport that he is situated within the hearts of all living beings as the Paramatma, the Super Soul. So here, this I am reading, Prabhupada is quoting from Shweta uh, Shweta Upanishad. Where it is mentioned, Satyam Jnanam Anandam Brahma Yoveda Nihitam Guhayam Parame Vyoma So Shrude Sarvan Kaman Saha Brahmana Vibhaschit Eti. So here is a definition of a Vibhaschit. Who is a Vibhaschit? A learned scholar who knows about the Supreme. He is a Vibhaschit, a Pandit. So in the, the beginning, Pixel Prabhupada writes, makes his point that the transcendental, eternal, and absolute truth is Brahman. So this is the Sanskrit from the Taitiri Upanishad. The transcendent, eternal and absolute truth is Brahman. He is situated within the heart of all living beings as Paramatma, the Super Soul. Okay, first point. He is within everyone's heart as Paramatma. And not only that, the Supreme Truth is residing in Vaikuntha as well. Or Goloka Vrindavan. So we can hear from Brahma Samhita, Goloka Eva Nivasatya Khilatma Bhuta. So understand that he is there everywhere and in the heart of the living entities and in addition he is present in Golaga Vrindavan or Vaikuntha. So he is present in both places. So this is where the Lord is situated and there is a very strong connection between the previous verse and this verse. So here Bhudevi is continuing her prayer and in the previous verse she is speaking about the transcendental nature of the Supreme Lord. Because now, Varahadev has appeared. It was quite some time back. But, Varahadev is her worshipable Lord. By Upanishadic mantras, she wants to show that his form is not material. One shouldn't consider a, a Varaha, a bow, as, you know, a pig, as just ordinary and filthy. One shouldn't misconstrue his position and that's where it is mentioned very clearly in the previous verse his form is transcendental and not only the form is transcendental all the demigods are worshipping that form even all the sacrifices are situated in him even the ingredients of the sacrifice are situated in him in that way Bhumi Devi is establishing the position of Varahadev so that no one should misunderstand his position. So that's why there are very interesting terms mentioned in the previous verse. Yetnya Kratave Yetnya Kratave Maha Dhara Avayavaya Maha Adhara Avayavaya So what is his form? It is his Avayava or the form or the limbs. They are not normal great sacrifices his form is not normal you are the sacrifice and you are the ritual and also therefore all the ritualistic ceremonies of sacrifices are part of your transcendental body so in that way showing that all the living entities who are pious and all the demigods are worshipping this Varahade, the supreme lord so that is not material, he is the enjoyer of the sacrifice as well as his, his form is composed of transcendental goodness. After presenting that, in the previous verse itself, Bhumi Devi is giving a hint 
how to perceive the supreme lord how to see the supreme lord what is the process what is the abhideya that is given in the previous verse itself what is that exactly manta tattva lingaya manta mantra tattva linga so one who can be perceived by mantras chanting isn't it so relevant to our own life if we want to perceive the lord it is through mantra and it is through the vedic scripture in the brahma in the uh, brahma sutras the last sutra is anavarti shabdat the last sutra of brahma sutra is anavarti shabdat that is anavarti or one can get liberation or one can go to the spiritual world through shabda through sound what is that sound transcendental sound that is come from vedic literature chanting of hare krishna mahamantra so by that one can go to the spiritual world one can perceive the supreme lord so that's why here in this verse that point is mentioned very clearly and before that the verse is saying that the lord is hidden in the heart he is hidden if he is in the spiritual world still he is hidden and the process is given the great saints and sages just like they turn the wood and produce fire usually the arani wood is used and they turn the arani wood and from that fire comes and they use this fire to start the sacrifice no matchbox no lighter no arani wood is used usually to produce the fire still now some vedic sacrifices when they perform they still use the arani wood and they produce the fire so that is a standard procedure so i remember uh, in kerala there are few sacrifices took place they were trying to do in the vedic way about a month long sacrifice and the sacrificial arena was something like this temple room means the kund huge huge sacrifice they performed after many after few decades they did once and after that after a few decades they did another one very elaborate arrangement and for that they used the arani wood to produce fire because the proper method to produce fire and devotees went there it was a good preaching opportunity for devotees so our devotees went there they had book stall and prasadam stall <laughs> so we know <laughs> what is the real sankirtan what is the real yeah we know that is not really going to work the way it should be so devotees went and did the sankirtan yeah and distributed prasadam and distributed a lot of books many many copies of bhagavad gita so it was very very successful so this is how devotees utilize the opportunity to preach krishna consciousness so here bhumi devi is speaking to varahadev and explaining the process of perceiving the lord varahadev i remember when i was a young boy maybe grade 5 6 like that i was studying then i lived in a place the place name was shrivaraham <laughs> and there was a very ancient lakshmi varaha temple so i used to go there pretty much every day very very nice beautiful form of varahadev and lakshmi devi oh very ancient temple so very interesting you know varahadev is worshiped along with lakshmi devi throughout india so this is in south india 
in a remote part but still lakshmi devi is always worshipped with varaha dev such an intimate connection to the lord because she is the eternal consort and so what she reveals is very potent and she is telling how to perceive the lord so that we can read from this verse how the lord who is gudha who is inconceivable who is hidden in the heart of everyone who is in the spiritual world can be conceived it is through yes it is through chanting mantras in this purport also this point is mentioned and what else is mentioned here in this translation it has to be through what process not by indirect process what does that mean not by indirect process yes then it should be by direct process so not by indirect process means it has to be by the direct process then only one can understand the lord and what are the other qualification it has to be the direct process and also what else with bhakti with bhakti yes that is a direct process but that is been qualified here Yeah, but what is given here? What is in the translation? Okay, the key word is wholeheartedly in searching for the Lord. So it's a bhakti process, but we are talking about a complete bhakti process. It is not a mixed bhakti process, but the pure. bhakti process then the lord will be revealed so that's why we will discuss this point further uh, uh vishwanathakura thakur explains it shouldn't be the mixed process it, it shouldn't be the mishra bhakti rather it has to be pure bhakti then only the lord will be revealed we know the searching is explained in shrimad bhagavatam in the second canto in the ninth chapter in verse 36 where brahma is explaining or as he has heard the chatushloki where edavat eva jnasyam tatva jnasana atmanah anvaya vetireka abhyam yasya sarvatra sarvada so there also the same point is mentioned a person who is searching after the supreme absolute true the personality of god had must certainly search for it up to this in all circumstances or space and time and both directly and indirectly so there also the search is mentioned jnasu one who is searching here also the same point is mentioned but here we will explain how it is mentioned it is present in a very interesting way in this verse okay so this is mentioned anvaya vedri vetir ekabhyam these are the two methods one is anvaya so the here the anvaya is directly and vedregaphyam is indirectly the meaning is slightly different as it's mentioned in the chatushlogi in the 2936 the reason is that directly and indirectly one has to search means both are within the purview of bhakti so directly one has to search 
by engaging in devotion service and indirectly one has to search by avoiding things which are unfavorable to bhakti so yama and niyama so that is explained in 2936 in that way one should search so searching is performing bhakti positively and also avoiding unwanted things in that way one has to perform bhakti and this complete bhakti is mentioned again in shrimad bhagavatam in 3911 third canto where brahma is praying for the creative energy before the creation so there again this pure bhakti process is mentioned and it's mentioned how the lord manifests through this direct process tvam bhakti yoga paribhavita saroja ാണ് tum bhakti yoga paribhavita saroja the lord is manifested only through paribhavita bhakti or the complete bhakti pure bhakti otherwise the lord doesn't want to manifest and if one does so then it is mentioned ase shutekshita patho nanu nada pumsam where hrut saroja the lord will manifest in the lotus of one's heart ase is sits in the lotus of the pure devotee's heart and then what is this process this process is shrutekshita patha shruta ikshita shruta means here ikshita means seeing so the path of seeing through hearing so that is mentioned in the previous verse what is that mantra mantra tatva lingaya the lord is mantra tattva linga so he can only be perceived through the sound anavarti shabda only through sound there is no other way not material sound transcendental sound so it is mentioned in this verse also 3911 it is mentioned shrutekshita patha very important prabhu explained shrutekshita patha the the process of seeing through hearing or process of perceiving through hearing the transcendental sound vibration and because of that yat yat dhyata urugaya vibhavayanti in whichever transcendental form one is worshiping the lord tat tat vabu pranayase that form the lord accepts or the lord appears in that very form why sadanugrahaya because of his portless mercy so this is how the supreme lord manifests in the heart of the devotee or in front of the devotee can you tell me how this verse is relevant in chaitanya charitamrita in which context in pa- in which past tense this verse is co- is quoted you can guess not very difficult mm, no 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 here all complicating it's very simple <laughs> very simple <laughs> and all of you know that reason i am asking 
panchatatva very connected very much connected but be specific exactly advaita acharya advaita acharya worship the lord and called out for the supreme lord offering tulsi leaves and ganges water to his saladev shila and his cry was so loud that it pierced through the shell of the universe and the lord who is lying in the coastal ocean even he could hear and the entire spiritual world could hear that he was forced to descend to this material world in the form of lord chaitanya we can see this point even the previous verse that's another connection to the previous verse that is the lord's name is mentioned in the previous verse as very nice name of the lord what is that everyone should know this name of the lord triyuga he is known as triyuga because he doesn't come in this kaliyuga directly he comes only channa he comes only channa avatar that is lord chaitanya so triyuga is very very interesting even in the past time of lord chaitanya because when mahaprabhu was in jagannathpuri and uh, only few people knew the identity of lord chaitanya sarvabhagavatacharya the great scholar <clears throat> couldn't accept the supremacy of lord chaitanya and he wanted to teach the commentary to vedanta sutra sharirika bhashya to lord chaitanya because here we have a young sanyasi just 24 years old and so sarvabhatacharya was very much concerned he is just dancing chanting etc he looks like a sentimentalist and he has not properly studied vedanta sutra so how can he fix his intelligence in brahman and that way how can he maintain sanyas order so he felt i should teach vedanta sutra commentary to lord chaitanya however sarvabhata bhatacharya's brother in law gopinathacharya was very upset why he is supreme lord and you want to teach him vedanta sutra somebody has written a book and i'll explain you to commentary of this book i'll explain to you does it make sense somebody has written a book and telling you i will explain you to you this book who is krishna vedesya sarver ahameva vedyo vedanta krut vedavit eva chaham vedanta krut who wrote vedanta vedanta was written by the supreme lord and bhashya who wrote the bhashya that is shankaracharya written the bhashya that is the mayavadi commentary and now sarvabhatacharya wants to teach this commentary to the lord himself does that make any sense so gopinathacharya said what are you trying to do he is a supreme lord then he will not accept he explained everything all the logic reason everything explained but no hope with sarvabhatacharya he couldn't explain anything and who said even sarvabhoma bhattacharya he caught the verse and told the lord in person appears only in triyuga we can understand even sarvabhoma bhattacharya was a learned scholar he knew the lord appears only in triyuga he told 
So then Gopinath Haji told, yes, that is in the form of Leelavata. Not otherwise. As Yugavata, he comes all the Yugas. Mahaprabhu, Channa plus Yuga. So everything is there. Different titles are there. So the Lord can appear as Yugavata anytime. And now we are talking about Triyuga, that is in terms of Leelavata. Because the Lord doesn't want to manifest all this Leela in the Kali Yuga. Because everyone will start their own Leela and they will climb, we are also God. Already without that itself, people, so many people are doing their own Leela and telling, we are also God. So problem, see, he knew, so he doesn't want to do that. That's why Mahaprabhu, if someone calls him Vishnu, wherever you are, oh my Lord, wherever you are, that is Vrindavan. You took, you know, close his ears and tell Vishnu, 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 don't tell this. To, to set the example that no one should climb themselves to be the Lord. Even though only he was right. Everyone else was wrong, only he was right. So that's why Mayavadis offered obeisances to Mahaprabhu. They go to try it for the first time. Om Namo Narayanaya. That's how they address each other. First time they go to try it. Why? Because they are paying obeisances to Mahaprabhu who is Narayan himself. In that one time they go to right. So that was beneficial for them. For further advancement. So that's why in that past time, Gopinath Ajariya gives up. Finally he quotes a verse from Bhagavatam 10, 14, 14. He says, you know, even little bit of mercy is there. Prasada lesha nugrahita evahi. You know, lesha, you know, right? Little bit. Prasada Lesha. Little bit of mercy is there. Janadi Tattvam Bhagavan Mahimno. Nachani Egopi Chiram Vichinyan. Again the same point. Searching. Vichinyan means searching. Here also talking about searching. Chiram Vichinyan. One can search for the Supreme Lord eternally but one cannot find the Supreme Lord. So Gopinath Ajariya taught Sarvabhata Ajariya. You can study all this Vedanta Sutra. You can explain as many times as you want. But still you cannot understand the Supreme Lord. Unless and until you get a drop of mercy of the Supreme Lord. And of course, by the mercy of Mahaprabhu, he got the drop of mercy. And then he could recognize Lord Chaitanya. And he was so much transformed that he didn't even want to recite this verse. Wherein the last line is, Mukti Padesa Daya Bhak. He didn't want to chant, Mukti Padesa Daya Bhak. Mukti Pada, I don't want to. He said, Bhakti Pada, that's a Daya Bhak. The Mahaprabhu said, No, you cannot change the verse from Bhagavatam. You know, don't speculate. You were speculating before. Now don't speculate. Don't change verses from Bhagavatam. It is Mukti Pada. The meaning of Mukti Pada is even the Mukti is taking shelter of Krishna's lotus feet. So please understand. So don't worry. There's no other connotation to this. In that way, Mahaprabhu gave mercy to. Sarva Bhauma Bhattacharya and he became a great devotee. So that's where this verse is quoted in Chaitanya Charitamrita where Advaita Charya brought the Supreme Lord. Hmm? Direct process as it is mentioned in this verse. And moving further, Vishwajakata Thakur gives a very interesting commentary to this verse and it is based on this line Madhnanti Madhna Manasad Drukshavaha. Madhnandi Madhna. Madhnandi means churns. Okay. Madhna. Madhna means the road. You might have seen this is about the fire. We can say the arani wood. Arani wood is actually grinded and then the fire produces. Or we know other churning. Home. We might have done. I have done when I was a kid. 
churning the uh, yogurt and getting butter out of it you know mother will give the pot and they now you ready okay nothing to do so churn churn after some time butter comes okay give here the butter so that is another kind of churning but vishal chakravarty he talks about an another kind of churning and in the bhagavatam verse also talks about another kind of churning what is that churning madhyandi madhya manasad drikshava churning with what what are we churning what do we have to churn to see krishna in relation to what we spoke so far heart more specifically the mind manasa hmm? so manasa madhya madhyandi so mind which is like a churning road that has to be churned to see krishna to perceive krishna so that is what is explained in this verse and chakravarty pad interestingly he explains the word guneshu guneshu here it is generally translated as material modes material modes so daru wood which is made of matter so it is guneshu darushu but he says that here not this guna not material guna but the transcendental qualities of krishna so if one attaches oneself's mind to krishna krishna's name form qualities etc and if we think about krishna then the lord will appear and the lord will manifest so that is very interesting madhyanti madhya manasa drikshava so with manasa that's like a madhna that's like a churning road madhyanti when churns then the lord appears so that becomes very relevant to our life isn't it how can we so the process is what is the process i explained we will discuss the process by which one can perceive the lord it is a direct process of worshiping the lord by churning the mind so it's not by speculation by the direct process that is chanting hari krishna mahamantra that is studying shastra that is the process of thinking chaining the mind how to spread krishna consciousness so this is chaining the mind in service of krishna planning for services for krishna that is chaining the mind that is madhyanti manasa that is the process madhyanti manasa one should madhyanti one should churn the mind in service of krishna that is the best use of the mind like there is a businessman businessman is always thinking about how to make money i had a friend i was a bit surprised because i was in the university and this chinese boy was my friend he was coming with so many ideas you know that you can do this you can do that one day i asked you know come on you know how are you you know coming with so many ideas all about money he said look i can tell you all the time i am thinking about one thing how to make money and how to become rich all the time and he was you know we we had research projects so we had to make something so he was always thinking about how to make money out of it that was his thought so our we were in technical side so money is not a major issue <laughs> but it's not a business plan as such but he was coming to how to make money of everything so i understood a malaysian chinese so i understood okay he's always thinking about <laughs> making money so similarly a devotee has to think about krishna in different ways how to preach how to connect our life to krishna etc so that's where it is mentioned in the purport and in the translation that uh, those expert in understanding the absolute truth try to see you in everything they try to see you in everything that is the 
ಚದುಶ್ಲೋಕಿ ಟೂ ನೈನ್ ತರ್ಟಿ ಸಿಕ್ಸ್ ಸರ್ವತ್ರ ಸರ್ವದ ಸರ್ವತ್ರ ಎವ್ರಿವೇರ್ ಆಲ್ ದ ಟೈಮ್ ಟೈಮ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಸ್ಪೇಸ್ ಸೊ ದ್ಯಾಟ್ ಈಸ್ ದ ಲೈಫ್ ಆಫ್ ಎ ಡಿವೋಟಿ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಫಾರ್ ದ್ಯಾಟ್ ವಿ ಹ್ಯಾಡ್ ಟು ಪ್ರಿಪೇರ್ ಅವರ್ ಸೆಲ್ಸ್ ಸೊ ಫಾರ್ ದ್ಯಾಟ್ ವಿ ನೀಡ್ ಪ್ಯೂರಿಫಿಕೇಶನ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಇಂಟೆಲಿಜೆನ್ಸ್ ಇಫ್ ಯು ವಾಂಟ್ ದ ಮೈಂಡ್ ಟು ಬಿ ಕಂಟ್ರೋಲ್ಡ್ ಇಫ್ ಯು ವಾಂಟ್ ಟು ಯೂಸ್ ದ ಮೈಂಡ್ ಇನ್ ಸರ್ವಿಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಮೈಂಡ್ ಇನ್ ಇಟ್ ಸೆಲ್ ವಿಲ್ ನಾಟ್ ವರ್ಕ್ ಮೈಂಡ್ ಇಸ್ ದ ಲಾಸ್ಟ್ ಒನ್ ಟು ಬಿಕಮ್ ಡಿವೋಟಿ ಡೋಂಟ್ ಎಕ್ಸ್ಪೆಕ್ಟ್ ಮೈಂಡ್ ವಿಲ್ ಬಿಕಮ್ ಡಿವೋಟಿ ಡೋಂಟ್ ಥಿಂಕ್ ಲೈಕ್ ದಟ್ ಇನಿಷಿಯಲಿ ಇಫ್ ಯು ಟ್ರೈ ಟು ಫಾಲೋ ದ ಮೈಂಡ್ ವಿ ಕ್ಯಾನ್ ಬಿಕಮ್ ಡಿವೋಟೀಸ್ ಬಟ್ ಮೈಂಡ್ ವಿಲ್ ನಾಟ್ ಬಿಕಮ್ ಡಿವೋಟೀಸ್ ವಿ ನೀಡ್ ಟು ಮೇಕ್ ಅವರ್ ಇಂಟೆಲಿಜೆನ್ಸ್ ಪ್ಯೂರಿಫೈಡ್ ಬೈ ದ ಹೆಲ್ಪ್ ಆಫ್ ಶಾಸ್ತ್ರ ಬೈ ಗುಡ್ ಇನ್ಸ್ಟ್ರಕ್ಷನ್ಸ್ ಇಫ್ ಯು ಶಾರ್ಪನ್ ಅವರ್ ಇಂಟೆಲಿಜೆನ್ಸ್ ಪ್ಯೂರಿಫೈ ಅವರ್ ಇಂಟೆಲಿಜೆನ್ಸ್ ವಿತ್ ದಟ್ ವಿ ಕ್ಯಾನ್ ಕಂಟ್ರೋಲ್ ದ ಮೈಂಡ್ ಇಫ್ ಯು ಆಸ್ ಹೌ ಟು ಪ್ಯೂರಿಫೈ ಅವರ್ ಸೆಲ್ಸ್ ಮೈಂಡ್ ಡೋಂಟ್ ಥಿಂಕ್ ಇಟ್ ಇಸ್ ಗೋಯಿಂಗ್ ಟು ಪ್ಯೂರಿಫೈ ಐ ಡಿ ನಾಟ್ ಗೋಯಿಂಗ್ ಟು ಬಿಕಮ್ ಎ ಡಿವೋಟಿ ಮೈಂಡ್ ಇಸ್ ರಾಸ್ಕಲ್ ನಂಬರ್ ಒನ್ ಆಲ್ವೇಸ್ ವಿ ಕೆನ್ ನಾಟ್ ಡೂ ಮಚ್ ಈವನ್ ಆಫ್ಟರ್ ಟ್ವೆಂಟಿ ಇಯರ್ಸ್ ತರ್ಟಿ ಇಯರ್ಸ್ ಫೋರ್ಟಿ ಇಯರ್ಸ್ ಮೈಂಡ್ ಕ್ಯಾನ್ ಸ್ಟಿಲ್ ಕಮ್ ಅಪ್ ವಿತ್ ಬ್ಯಾಡ್ ಪ್ಲಾನ್ಸ್ ದಟ್ ವೈ ಈವನ್ ಇಫ್ ಯು ಹಿಯರ್ ದ ವರ್ಡ್ಸ್ ಫ್ರಮ್ ಯಮುನಾಚಾರ್ಯ ವಾಟ್ ಈಸ್ ಏಂಗ್ ಎಸ್ ಯಥಾವಧಿ ಮಮ ಚಿತ್ತ ಪದ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಪದಾರವೆಂದೇ ಈಸ್ ಟೇಸ್ಟಿಂಗ್ ಡಿಫ್ರೆಂಟ್ ಟೇಸ್ಟ್ of krishna's lotus feet nava nava rasa nivara nivarte but then when the bad thoughts come nari sangama association with woman he spitting at that thought but the point to recognize that he is already a purified devotee still such kind of thoughts can come he is not attached to that thought he has no taste for that but still the thought can come so that's why in the commentaries of i think baldev vidyabhushan or vishnu chakrtakur uh, of that section of bhagavad gita the sida prajna section of bhagavad gita 53 to 72nd chapter it's mentioned these qualities are not of a siddha devotee in the sense not anitya siddha devotee rather this qualification is of a person who is sadhana siddha who is perfected by sadhana like a jivan mukta or living here due to sadhana he is perfected and that's why even such a person's mind such kind of negative thoughts can come but they are not affected by that but that can come that is the point and that's where if we think mind will get purified don't worry it's not immediately it will take time but first we have to use our intelligence to navigate our mind through the right path very important that's why mind is coming you know the bollywood song we heard all in a playing in the mind and we had to cut it it's coming it's not coming out of the mouth that's all mind it is running we had to okay okay don't do it okay at least don't sing <laughs> hear some kirtan somebody to video devotee used to say you know, really i want to hear one one boy used to tell me you know prabhu i want to hear some malayalam jokes comedies you know kerala was telling in malayalam some jokes comedies and uh, songs i really want to hear prabhu i can chant six notes no problem but some songs give me some leniency <laughs> some songs some jokes you know that is my entertainment at least i want that So this is Maya. So we have to control by intelligence. Ask them, hear Kirtan. So initially the complaint was, I am not getting the same effect. So keep hearing, effect will come. So like that, that is the process. And so I will introduce another topic. So in the life of a devotee, the smaranam or remembrance of Krishna is a gradual process and as we move on sincerely and seriously in our devotional service we can go through different stages of mananam thinking about krishna 
so that is a important aspect of devotee's life and it is connected to everything else in our devotion service it's not an independent thing it is connected to everyone everything else in devotion service in other words depending on the stage of our smaranam or remembrance of krishna depending on that we can see that where we are standing in our devotion service okay so it is a uh, well connected process in other words the stage of the mind or the state of the mind can tell us where we are at in our devotional process so we can hear this same point in uh, nectar of instruction in the verse 8 where shila prabhupad quotes bhaktino thakur and elsewhere in the purport also we can hear this the process the first stage is shravana dasha or we can say the first stage is smarana so when we talk about smarana we are talking about short and intermittent recollection of krishna at least we have to come to this platform short but intermittent recollection of krishna sometimes we are thinking about krishna which is good that is the beginning of bhakti at least sometimes we are thinking about krishna okay we are coming in front of the lord chanting hare krishna hearing bhagavatam think about krishna or outside at least sometimes think about krishna that is the beginning of bhakti that is definitely in the stage of samshraddha one is a kanishta one is a beginner devotee and then one should be at least able to think about krishna intermittently not all the time at least intermittently and that time one is very much affected by tamagun lot of ignorance is there but that's okay still one should continue that process so of course in this stage what is the kind of chanting prabhu i am chanting 16 rounds sometimes i hear what i am chanting right this is called the stage smarana the initial stage of hearing is like that this is a shravana dasha where initially one is able to hear sometimes chanting chanting is happening but sometimes we hear and there are a lot of offenses that are being committed nama prath many kinds of offenses are committed and sometimes we hear what we are chanting so offenses can be because of, so we have to cover correct ourselves to avoid nama prath and avoid offenses to devotees by sadaja at least by proper etiquette Pro- proper etiquette is guiding as guideline okay you feel like shouting at someone but control yourself that is sadaja i feel like all the bad things are coming but a break <laughs> a bell and break for everything so that is using everything using intelligence okay it is not coming from the heart it doesn't matter come from the intelligence and follow things properly try to chant attentively don't commit offenses to the devotees and if one continues then from smarana can actually lead to the next stage which is dharana so dharana stage is important because in dharana stage it's not that sometime i can hear the holy name while chanting but predominantly i can hear or at least more than you know like 5% you know not like that a decent percentage we are able to hear what we are chanting so there is attentive chanting and one is trying to avoid offenses as much as one can so this is very important and in this stage one has proper association with the devotees and there is a bhajana kriya which is not steady 
it's not that one can hear all the rounds one is chanting but at least one is able to hear most of still it is one is in kanishta stage but one can hear more than once in a while we hear one hare krishna mantra as we are chanting so this is also kanishta but one is not fully in tamogun some tinges of sattva is also there some passion is there rajas is there and tamas is also there but some sattva is also there so that is a step forward in bhakti and from there we have to come to the stage of dhyana dhyana means one is able to hear and meditate on the lord for a longer period of time and continuously so first is smarana second is dharana and third is dhyana so we have to come to the stage of dhyana because in to come to the dhyana stage first we have to attentively chant avoid the offenses and then one can come to the stage of dhyana because then the chanting becomes more potent it becomes <coughs> very very effective so that's why it's mentioned one can come to the madhyama stage means coming to this stage of chanting where there is dhyana or one is able to hear continuously and the heart is absorbed in chanting that is mentioned in this verse that wholeheartedly engaged in devotional service so not just hearing wholeheartedly we know uh, even in our chanting when we start chanting one has that wholeheartedly chanting can come once in a while that is the beginning then it can become more prominent and as time progresses then it can become the one's second nature the heart is quite connected to krishna while chanting krishna's names in that way one can perform devotional service bhakti in uh, with whole heart which is that is actually going to give us the result so don't think that we can avoid any of the stages so here bhumi devi is giving us the process whole heartedly performing bhakti it's applicable to services as well and sadhana both It's applicable to both then we see the result if you perform any service whole heartedly immediately we can find the result so it's not only in chanting not only in sadhana but service also we can see that result so this is the gradual progression in meditation on krishna so that is part and parcel of a devotee's life so in conclusion we discussed about the purpose of this canto sthana to show that the lord is being glorified throughout the universe and we also discussed about bhudevi in her different features in different places her eternal position and her intimate connection to the supreme lord and varahadev and also where the lord is situated in the heart of the living entities everywhere and in the spiritual world and how to perceive the lord and that is interestingly presented here as madhyandi madhna manasa nirkshavaha by churning the mind in krishna's service so with that i stop here and see if there are any questions or comments hare krishna Yes, ma'am. Is there a, we have a microphone or? Yeah. <clears throat>
It is her Hamsha. She is the eternal consort, Bhushakti. She has various forms. Her Amsha is Madharat. Amsha. So from there, she can accept many forms. She is very powerful actually. You know, she is carrying all of us. And her another name is Vasu, Vasudha, Vasudha Vasundhara, Bhumi. Vasundhara, she is known as Vasudha or Vasundhara because she carries all the wealth, all the minerals, all the wealth. It is her property. So that's why she is known as Vasudha or Vasundhara. And that's the reason Prudhu Maharaj wanted to get the wealth from the earth. Earth was not producing anything. So there are different forms she can accept. Yes, mother. You can speak. It doesn't work. Okay. Here, wholeheartedly means pure devotional service. So, uh, the four people, uh, yeah, yeah, the four people who surrenders to the Supreme Lord, they are Artho Jitnyasura Artharthi Jnanicha Bharadashabha, 7th chapter of Bhagavad Gita. So, of which Artha is the first one, lowest one, Artha. Artha is distressed. <coughs> then is Artharthi, who is after money. So these are two are considered lower, lower category. Higher than these two is Jignasu, specifically who is searching, inquisitive. So that inquisitive and this searching is different. Okay, that is different. So that inquisitiveness is literal meaning of inquisitiveness. What is this? What these people are doing? What did Lord do when he appeared? All those kind of questions. The sages of Naimisharanya. And then Gyanis who do not have any material desires. Who wants to know the absolute truth. So they are the highest of this category. Now, these four categories are considered Mahatmas. They are Udara. Udara Sarvayavetik. They are all Udharas. They are great personalities. They are magnanimous. So even though the reason for approaching the Lord is not necessarily love for the Supreme Lord, still they are considered as Udhara or magnanimous. In that way, they can also be classified as searching wholeheartedly when they go past the stage of Kanishta. The initial approach is Kanishta. That is okay. So the initial stage, they may not be wholeheartedly, it may not be complete, it's not out of love, but 
if they approach they are going to be prema bhaktas they are going to be pure devotees so then it becomes wholeheartedly so it is not a black and white thing but it's a gradual development and that's why krishna says they are also udara they are also great because they are approaching me and the example given are also very significant in here because artha gajendra gajendra in his prayer in itself you can see the transformation he approached first prayer was to help him to get a, for his life he was praying but as he go on with the prayer his prayer also increases in depth he is not then he is not just telling you know just give me life he is you know he is coming to the purified stage so we can see that even though initially artha they are getting purified in other words they can hear the whole heartedly and directly more importantly is not just whole heartedly is directly that's the more important stress is given here uh, directly whole heartedly means actually pure bhakti so initially it may we not may not consider it's actually pure bhakti that's another point even gajendra is also in one sense a pure bhakti the to start with uh, then it's actually being mature that's all because if even a pure devotee can approach the lord for life still it is considered pure devotion if somebody is under uh, attacking you can consider it still is pure devotion service that's why it's mentioned anya bhlashita shunyam not anya bhlasha shunyam so one can approach the lord for life also but initially there was traces of being kanishta hmm? but even kanishta can also practice uttam bhakti hmm? uttam bhakti is not restricted to bha- mahabhaga uttam bhakti can be performed by kanishta also hmm? so here uh, gajendra is approaching the lord in that way and then getting purified what that he was in pure love you saying or yeah he was in pure love no in the beginning no it was self preservation it was the the point is yes bhakti is very broad bhakti is broad so everything is in, it's bhakti is certainly inclusive at the same time uh, here what is mentioned not our standard what what is mentioned here is direct process so here what is mentioned is pure bhakti that's all because the lord will appear only in the pure, in that pure process in the pure, when one is purified what do you mean with Bhakti has different levels and all are direct, but the process is called, take, um, well, for example, we have, um, I, 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 I
as Vanita, the Anayoga, Bhakti Yoga itself, or is Bhakti? Is Vanita? No, Karma Yoga, Gyana Yoga is not Bhakti. Yeah, if it is in Krishna consciousness, then it, it, it is considered bhakti. If it is. But karma yoga can have the objective of Brahman also as the objective. So, yeah. No, it's not bhakti. No, it's not considered as bhakti. If one is performing karma yoga with Brahman as objective, it's not considered bhakti. Yeah. Yeah, but not everything is considered as bhakti, that's the point. No, it's not even bhakti. For example, in the twelfth chapter, when Krishna gives a gradation, the final one is you do some charity. For for any good cause, material cause, he's telling. At least develop the habit of at least giving away. Then finally you can give to the Supreme. You understand? So it's not necessarily it's not bhakti. No, that is different. That's not is given there. <laughs> of course, you can do that, but that's not what is in the gradation given. That's what I'm saying. That's not bhakti. The last stage is not bhakti. And Gyan Yoga is not bhakti. Ashtanga Yoga is not bhakti. They are stepped towards bhakti, but they are not bhakti in itself. Yes. No, that that's an issue. That, that's exactly that's the point. So objective is very important. If we have to define bhakti, that's why Vishnu Dakur they very elaborately discuss these kind of points, showing that there can be bhakti has to be there everywhere. If karma yoga has to become successful, bhakti has to be there. Gyana have bhakti has to be there. Ashtanga yoga to become successful, bhakti has to be there. But that is not classified as bhakti. Rather, it is considered bhakti mishra jnana. Bhakti mishra ashtanga. Understand? Bhakti mishra karma. So, there, bhakti is only taking a subordinate role, very minimal role. So, that yoga with that intention, not the objective as Krishna, of course, because they don't, they don't, know, they don't know about Krishna. Or they, are, they don't have objective as Krishna. Then it is not defined as bhakti. So, in that way, bhakti in the broad umbrella as bhakti, it's not bhakti. It is, it is not even mishra bhakti. You understand? It's not even mishra bhakti. Say, somebody is performing bhakti, there are some material desires. We can say it is karma mishra bhakti. Fine. But it is the opposite. If somebody is doing karma yoga, maybe understanding of Brahman or some absolute, no clear understanding of Krishna, one is doing, giving away for that absolute, no proper understanding. And maybe one is chanting some names of Krishna as well, even in Jnana, because some Vedic mantra, Krishna's name is there. So, in that way, Bhakti is present. So, that is not, that is not Jnana Mishra Bhakti. That is Bhakti Mishra Jnana. Hmm? So, I wish I to make it very clear. That is Bhakti Mishra Jnana. That is not considered as Bhakti. Because that cannot give Krishna. So, here, this verse is talking about what can give Krishna. Of course, our level we can explain. That's why I explained our progressive stage from Kanishta to how to make progress. That is different. That's our stage, but what can give Krishna, that is only pure devotion service on the highest level. That can only give Krishna. That's what is mentioned specifically in this verse. Yeah. Uh, 
Krishna become manifest. So we can easily understand what is meant by Krishna become manifest because in the heart already Krishna is there. Uh, for the time being, forget about inside Krishna. Think about outside Krishna. So then we know what is Krishna become manifest. Okay, the Lord, we can see the Shams in the form of Krishna. We can see the deity form of Krishna. And also if you are seeing the deity, we can actually see Krishna. That is externally manifesting Krishna, the Krishna's form. Similarly, the Lord is there within. But we don't even recognize, we don't even realize. But manifestation of the Lord inside means how much that Lord is perceivable to the Atma. So it's not so much with the Lord. Yes, we can see it is with the Lord because the Lord is revealing himself to that devotee within the heart. So it's about revelation of the Lord. Manifestation means that it's revelation. Yeah, that yes, of course. That is the, exactly, that's exactly that's right. Because that the Paramatma is not interested. He is interested, but he is not acting because there is no service. Yes, definitely. That is the role of Paramatma, and that is the role of the Lord when Paramatma manifests. Means yes, of course, there is a reciprocation. Lord is reciprocating all the time, but in a different way. That's all. It's not last one, I just explained that far. <coughs> Dhyana. No, I, I didn't explain further. I just explained something which is relatable to us. That's why I left it there. That's not the end. Dhyana. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Madhyama is not a, you know, just one thing. Madhyama is like a band, okay? So we usually enter the Madhyama stage, but one can be a Kanishta Madhyama, you know, in the beginning stage of Madhyama. So what is explained this one is going to the stage of Madhyama, which is the highest stage of Madhyama, where it's on the stage of Ruchi. You understand where Ruchi Asakti. So there, uh, pretty much Ruchi, it's not actually... Asakti is the Ruchi stage. That is on a very higher end of being a Madhyama. Hmm? Even Asaktis are also considered in the stage, in different classifications. Could consider, uh, no, it's actually Ruchi Asakti is the beginning of Uttama also, we can say. 
Yeah, it's the beginning of Uttama actually uh, in that classification. So yeah, yeah, it, it's it's a broad spectrum. So in that level, I can say. So it's the beginning, beginning of Madhyama. There is more remembrance in essence, and in the advanced stage of Madhyama. So that is almost getting to the stage of Uttama. Okay, so that's where some more constant remembrance. So that is Ruchi pretty much. That is what is explained. Hmm. I also yeah. Yes, the, at this stage the power is more of chanting, yes. The reason is uh, uh, the chanting is pure chanting. So as it gets purer, it becomes more potent. Either the holy name has power all the time, no problem. <laughs> but how we apply, we get more power. So you want to chant the same holy name with a lot of offense, less power. Lesser offense, more power. And intermittent remembrance, some power. Bit more remembrance, more power. And we hear all the time, most. And we invest the heart in the holy name, little bit investment, same in return, in that way. So it becomes more powerful as we go. And that's what it's mentioned. Only Shuddhana in Sadhana stage can actually give pure bhakti. Shuddhana in the Sadhana stage. What is Shuddhana in the Sadhana stage? Uh, not committing offenses. That is to a great degree in our control. So it can be even material desires. Desires can come as a thought, but we are not actually buying into it. We are telling, okay, I have this, but I don't want it. If we have that mentality, we are approaching that standard. You know, okay, I have a material desire. It's coming to me, but I will not act on it. And I am praying to Krishna, please remove this. I really don't want that. Please don't need it. That's actually good. In that way, and attentively hearing the holy name, and then that is actually and understanding who is Krishna, etc. The Sambhadanyan is there and with Sambhadanyan, one is chanting attentively without committing offenses. That is Shuddhanam in the Sadhana stage. That devotees can actually aspire to get there. That is very potent. So that is potent. So this potent chanting is not really very far away. It's not very far away. It's here. It's right. Even a Kanishta in the beginning of Madhyama can also practice. But then one will make further advancement fast. So that's what is mentioned here. Which one? Yes. Yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. It's constant. It's constant, yeah. Yes. Which is on a higher stage of Madhyama, of course. It's, it's not on a lower stage, yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah, that is, if one is on Ruchi, then one can. After Nishta or later stage of Nishta. Yes, it is Sadhana Bhakti, of course it is Sadhana Bhakti. Yeah. Because that is a different league. If you had to leave Sadhana, that is a different league altogether, <laughs> which is which is very, very high. Sudur Labha, very difficult to find. Hare Krishna. Gandhashima Bhagavatam Kija, Shila Prabhupada Kija.